today. Hello, this is Hannah Hassler, your host, and I'm so excited about our guest today, Julie Shapiro. Uh, she's one of those people that I had met online, and I had interacted a little bit with her in a group where she's doing a lot of yoga teaching, and she actually did recently did a guided meditation and a little bit of work um, that's going to go into a course that I'm creating for people who want to write their life story. So we kind of have that fun collaboration, and I'm super excited to have her on the podcast today to share a little more about who she is uh, and what her journey has looked like. Today's guest is Julie Shapiro. She is an online yoga instructor who transitioned uh, away from the physical business world and into this online world that so many of us are finding ourselves in today. Uh, Julie, could you start by telling us just a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Yes, that'd be great. So I am a certified yoga teacher and I am a mom of two girls. I did start in the um, physical health and wellness world, you know, working in a brick and mortar uh, gym, and then uh, slowly started to make my transition to the online world and training and uh, teaching yoga on my own. Nice. And what is something that you're passionate about, business related or just from life? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I... Let's see, I'm passionate about being a mom. Uh, I am passionate about um, physical and emotional health and wellness. I think it's really important to um, to set a good example for my girls to be healthy. I really love to see when my daughter is standing on my yoga mat and mm-hmm. she's got her camera set up and uh, she's talking to her, to the her phone. <laughs> so that's really kind of cool. And I'm really glad that my passion is sort of rubbing off on her. Um, but you know, I enjoy things like playing tennis and reading and all that kind of stuff too. Ah, oh, I love that. Um, and prior to the interview, when I was doing a, a little bit of research on you, um, on your website, I saw that you say that you've experienced um, anxiety, weight loss and then maintaining that um, as well as you know shifting your mindset from struggling to successful which there's so much we could we could really <laughs> dig into there um, but would you mind sharing a little bit more specifically about your experience with anxiety sure so the anxiety and the the weight kind of go hand in hand um, it was a the weight was a result of my anxiety and my anxiety was something that I um, struggled with from about the age of maybe 13. So it was in my early teens and it was like a light switch flipped on for me. And all of a sudden I went from just being very like carefree and worry-free to all of a sudden my, everything was very heightened for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was something that I struggled with and have gone through the process of, you know, therapy and all that kind of stuff. And it's, all of it has been very helpful and an important process uh, to getting me to where I am today. The weight and the anxiety kind of went together. So I was anxious and I used food to soothe the anxiety. 
Um, it, it was a comfort, it was comfort food for me. It was, well, you know, I'm just going to eat cause it's going to make me feel better. That kind of a thing. So, um, once I was able to get a grasp, which sort of meandering along, cause it's a long time from 13 to about 20 <laughs> when I finally started to piece everything together and start to understand that, um, one, the eating wasn't helping my anxiety and my anxiety wasn't helping the fact that I was going for the food. So I had to make that connection first. And when I finally did, everything else sort of fell into place. And a lot of that started to happen. I was um, going to therapy and the uh, therapist recommended meditation. And then I found in college because that's where I was at the time when I started the meditation was, um, was yoga. And -hmm. I went to my first yoga class and I was just laying there and I wasn't going to go because I was like, ugh, yoga. I played, I was a college athlete and I played tennis and I was like, oh, it's going to be so easy. What am I even doing here? And then I was laying in Shavasana and I'm looking up at the ceiling going, oh my God, I feel amazing. Mm, Yes. (laughs) And so uh, it was that day I um, was walking out from to to the dining hall breakfast uh, after class. And um, for the first time ever, the the mind chatter was gone that feeling of heightened um awareness and that that uh, anxious sort of elephant sitting on your chest feeling mm. gone and that's when um that's when i started to make the first bits of connection to uh to yoga and relieving of anxiety of my anxiety Uh, And I love how you kind of mentioned that connection between anxiety and then eating. Um, And I I think that it's such a kind of a double blow because anxiety tends to kind of affect your self-esteem and how you kind of portray yourself in the world. And then when you're constantly eating to kind of push that down, we tend to gain weight and then all of a sudden you know, again, our self-confidence starts to shift or kind of crumble a little. And it's such a self-defeating cycle that can feel just really depressing. (laughs) It really is. And it's, it was a, it was a struggle. Um, But once, once I made that connection, it made the weight loss a lot easier of a process. Mm. Yeah, the um, uh, podcast that I listened to by Caitlin Ball, she has an episode, she does, she works with intuitive eating. And she has an episode that's, I think, more or less called feeling your feelings instead of eating them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, yeah, just that whole idea of like, oh, man, as you start to make more mental room for actually feeling and experiencing and processing what you're going through then you don't necessarily need to just kind of indulge in just binge eating and stuffing everything down. And and you really start to align more with yourself and who you are. And that's so freeing. Yes, it is. It's a big, it's a big relief let off of your shoulders because then you can finally start to get to know yourself and realize that you're not as bad as you think you are or as awful or as ugly or 
you know, all those things that you think you are and you get to start to see your true self. I love that. Okay. And you mentioned, right? Like you went to this one yoga thing and you did it and you really felt some immediate positive effects. Did that just kickstart your, your, um, your love for yoga or did you start going really consistently or did it take a little while to actually build up to, to really making yoga part of your regular life? It took a little while. Um, what it really did was it kickstarted my sort of love and passion for fitness. Mm. And because I didn't understand and I didn't really know yoga other than in its physical form. Okay. So I was really connecting with the, uh, for me at first, it was more the physical aspect of it. So I immediately went to working in a gym and the fitness side of it, because that's what I thought yoga was. And then as I started to dive more into the fitness aspect of it, I started to realize that that wasn't exactly what that wasn't what it was. Like at the end of an aerobics class, I felt great, but I still was sort of anxious. Um, I, you know, I'd finish a spin class and it was awesome, but I didn't feel the same way. And then a friend of mine took me to a yoga studio um, when, cause this was right around the time when uh, boutique yoga studios were starting to. to uh. <laughs> so it was about 2000 and it was about 2005. And I, again, I'm laying there in the Shavasana staring at the ceiling going, this is it. This is exactly what I need to be doing. And so then from there, I was able to do my research and I was able to figure out how to sort of shift my path from more hardcore fitness to that more um, heart opening, warming feeling of yoga and the, the understanding the theory behind it and why it made me feel the way it did. Oh, I love that. And, um, it, it kind of makes me think of how, you know, yoga, when you kind of move past just the physical benefits, it is so much about this mindfulness and centeredness in yourself. And there's really a lot of internal changes um, connected to, you know, really pursuing a yoga practice. Um, and I would be curious kind of from a business point of view, um, because I have quite a few friends who've been yoga instructors and one of the things they've talked about is how, like, it can be hard to have a yoga business <laughs> just because there's this contradiction between, you know, or this felt contradiction between this really balanced, mindful, self-healing work and then all of the business stuff that comes from a business and finances and marketing. <laughs> so how do you find a balance between those two things? That took a while, too. Uh, because, you know, again, like you said, you got, you got this, you know, wanting to give and be of as much service as possible. And then you feel bad, um, you know, taking money for that. Right. And so that was a process in of itself that I had to look at because I did take the route of charging very little and giving a lot. And it, <laughs> 
took its toll and I started to get burned out and I wondered what the heck is going on. And I think that, you know, I had to value, I had to think about all the things that I had done, uh, the education, the time spent taking classes myself, um, the time I uh, even, not even just the training, but just the, all the training that I do outside of it when I have to complete continuing education credits and the amount of time I have to invest and then turn around and try and realize that that increases the value of what I have to offer. And so it was from that perspective that I was able to bring my rates up to a livable wage. But I mean, if you're a yoga teacher um, and you're working in a studio, you may have to teach 10 to 12 classes you know, a week to even be somewhat like livable, even if it's just for a side hustle. So um, it was about, it's about trying to find that balance in what works for you and making sure that you value yourself, your time and the, the personal investment um, that you put into um, giving out and returning back to the people that you work with. Yes, that's so, so huge. And I think that for so many of us, balance really can be such a struggle. It's a hard thing to achieve. <laughs> um, how do you encourage your clients to make time for themselves and their health, even in the midst of all their other responsibilities? I guess what I try to do is show that self-care and taking time for yourself doesn't have to always be about um, spending hours and hours in a spa, even though that's really nice. <laughs> and I don't mind doing that myself, but it could be something very small as waking up in the morning and doing five minutes of some yoga or just taking a few minutes to breathe and to set an intention for your day. Um, and to prioritize your time because really it's about priorities. We're all busy and we all have things going on in our lives and it's super easy to just let ourselves get pushed to the side, but that's not good either. So we need to, even if we are so busy that like, you know, you feel like you're, you're running on a treadmill, you can push slow down on that treadmill. There's a button for that. <laughs> And you can even slow down just for five minutes to take some time for yourself. And then what happens is that they get a glimpse of what it feels like to recharge. Mm. And then you, they start to find more time because they see the benefit to them. At first, it's really hard because you get so caught up in everything. I think that you don't, you lose sight of, um, the benefits of just taking that time for yourself. And then when you get that glimpse of what it really is like to take the time, you realize, oh, I need this. You know, I'm, I'm really running on empty here. <laughs> and that, that five minutes is, you know, was fantastic. And then that five minutes turns to 10 and then that 10 turns to 30 and then that 30 turns to an hour. And it may not be an hour all at once. It might be 20 minutes here. It might be 10 minutes here. It might be, be catching, you know, a couple chapters in a book while you're waiting for, you know, your, uh, you know, your daughter or your son to um, finish up a lesson or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, and I love that you mentioned, I mean, even just five or 10 minutes, because I know a lot of times I'll kind of, you know, kind of be self-defeating for myself in terms of like, well, I don't have 30 minutes. I don't have an hour. I can't, you know, devote this like really specific time. And so then I just don't. Um, where, like you say, I mean, even just five or 10 minutes can really make a difference, especially if you are burnt out or overwhelmed or, or really pushing yourself too hard. And so it's like that good reminder that, okay, just because you can't sit in a, a darkened spa for, for an hour and meditate or, you know, really go all out, give yourself five or 10 minutes because most of us can do that if we, you know, heaven forbid, even just put our phones down. <laughs> Um, like we, we can come up with five or 10 minutes and, and it honestly can make a huge difference. So I love that, that reminder there. Um, Julie, you have been in the health and fitness world for over 15 years now, which, um, you know, in today's world, people transition a lot and I, you've had transitions within that, but you've kind of stayed in the same, um, you know, same field anyhow. Um, so how has your coaching, your yoga practice um, kind of changed or how does it look different now than it did in the beginning? Well, I have to say that I'm more confident now. Um, you know, when I first started, I always looked at the people that had the amount of time put in that I did. I'm like, oh, I wish I could say that I had 15 years in or <laughs> doesn't sound as good saying, oh, I've, I've only been a, a trainer or a yoga teacher for one year. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then you turn around and you go, oh my God, it's been 50. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, my level of confidence is much more um, heightened. I feel more secure and more, um, more determined than ever to continue to make this a career uh, because I enjoy it so much. But I, I think one of the things that has really changed is my, my attitude from when I was working in the, more of the full fitness uh, gym atmosphere mm -hmm. to having more of a hybrid type of training is that I don't see myself as less of a trainer or less of a yoga teacher because I'm not like hollering down somebody's throat to, you know. <laughs> push out more reps or to hold a warrior pose longer or, you know, anything like that. It's, it's more about how do you feel and I'm okay. It doesn't make me less of a trainer to, to turn around and say, so how does it feel to be holding this warrior? Make sure you, that you're breathing or, you know, don't get discouraged that you're falling out of tree pose. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, falling out is of tree pose could mean something as where if I had been 10 years ago, I would have been like, what am I doing wrong? Why can't this person hold tree pose? We've only been practicing it now for like, you know, six months. And what <laughs> am I doing wrong? So, <laughs> and what I'm realizing is that it's not about what I'm doing wrong. It's just that person um, hasn't gotten to that point in their journey yet. And we just continue to work on it. And it's a progress. It's, it's a, it's a path. It's a journey. Hmm. Oh, I love that. And I think, um, you know, for those of us who, who are in the online space, even if we're not instructors per se, like we work with people and it can be really hard not to kind of internalize their, you know, quote failures or, or feel like, Oh, like, you know, why isn't their business doing better? Why isn't this performing better? Shouldn't they be doing better? How am I even serving them, you know, as a coach, as a virtual assistant, as a service provider, um, and kind of, 
internalizing that. And, and I love that you say as you've kind of progressed, um, you know, you can kind of turn that now and like, well, what can we learn from from their inability to do this or what message might be here or, um, you know, digging a little deeper and feeling more comfortable relaxing and breathing and just observing without needing to change yourself and change them and fix everything. <laughs> Cause I, I feel like it's easy to get a little caught up in that, especially when you want your, your clients to succeed. Um, but it's not helpful. And I think it just pressures them and it pressures you and, and it doesn't do healthy things. <laughs> Even no, though it's the exact opposite. You're right. It's, it's, the very opposite. And I think that because like, like anything else, fitness is very results driven. So people want to see change happen. And when change doesn't happen, because we also are very much about instant gratification. So when change doesn't happen very quickly, um, it's easy to, you know, start to question and want to know why, and then think about what we're, you know, what's going on. And, and instead just taking a step back and realizing that, you know, we didn't get to this point in one day. It's going to take us time to get to where we want to be. Hmm. Oh, so true. <laughs> um, as you've kind of changed and, and evolved in your own understanding of even your practice and your business has changed, are there things that have stayed the same throughout? Um, like me as a person hasn't necessarily changed. I think I have gotten more comfortable with who I was supposed to be rather than me trying to fit into a mold of something that wasn't meant for me. So as much as I, I think it change, it's not really change. It's me just becoming more comfortable with who I am and who I'm supposed to be and embracing the instructor and teacher and uh, coach that I I was meant to be. Oh my gosh. I am really loving that concept because a lot of times I think, you know, we, we kind of look around and we feel like I need to improve in this or grow in this or do better here or, you know, and, and we think about all of these changes we're going to make and, and we can almost kind of visualize that as more of moving away from who we are and what we are towards someone who's better or bigger or different. Um, and I kind of love the idea of reversing that and like, man, the, the better I get and the more connected I get to who I am and what my strengths are and the more I use those, the closer I'm growing to who I really am. Um, and I mean, it's if you kind of picture two, you know, two little people on a line, it's the same sort of continuum. But one is when we when we envision change or improvement as we have to move away from who we are to kind of be someone else i think that's such a fruitless journey that's full of pressure and frustration and anxiety and kind of almost separating off from who you are and i think a lot of us have been on that journey or are maybe even on that journey and it's so harmful <laughs> um, it really is yeah so i really like visualizing change and growth as actually coming closer to who you are as a person and stepping into that versus, you know, trying to escape yourself. Cause I think sometimes that's what we're doing, trying to escape our true selves. <laughs> no, exactly. I, and I think that in the more that I tried to, like you said, escape who I was and try to become something that I thought I needed to be the less the less confident I was, the more, the more frustrated frustration I had. Um, it even piqued my anxiety a lot too. Mm. 
so the that you know realizing that it's not about changing me but maybe changing my perspective and how i look at this and embracing who i am and what i have to offer everything started everything else starts to settle down and i'm like oh okay this is cool i know i know what i'm supposed to be doing and this is where i'm supposed to be yes oh my goodness i just want to clip this 5 minutes and play it every morning <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're become, you're getting closer to yourself. You're not trying to, to get away from yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Julie, I am super excited because you recently provided a guided meditation and, and a worksheet um, for an upcoming course that I'm launching that's kind of designed for writers and, and entrepreneurs who are writing their own stories. Um, would you be able to share um, just a little bit about why guided meditation might kind of help a writer or even an entrepreneur who's trying to get really centered and focused? Sure. Yeah. So I was really excited to put the meditations together because this was my really my first attempt at creating meditations from from within me and what I found um, from a from personally and I can see how it can help writers and entrepreneurs is that it quieted my mind and it settled me in and I don't know I'm sure it's true that you you tend to be more creative and you tend to be able to express yourself better when you're coming from a quiet place um, I find that uh, even after like, chasing the kids around and, and running them around and doing all the things we have to do, and then I come to sit down even just to write a piece of content. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not a, really a, like a true writer, but I do a lot of writing for you know, just some everyday content for my business mm -hmm. and stuff. And I find that it's a lot harder to be able to verbalize what I need to say when I sit down after just feeling like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so taking the time to do some meditation, maybe a little bit of movement, a little bit of yoga, and then it just laying there and setting an intention and just um, letting that intention sort of soak through me in the form of you know meditation before I sit down to to write I'm able to let things flow a lot easier. And so I, I can imagine that it would be very helpful for a writer. Uh, you know, if they're coming to sit down, it's probably not easy to write a chapter or a <laughs> blog post or whatever um, coming from, you know, getting stuck in traffic or, you know, waiting in a long line at a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you come in, you're like, oh my God. And then yeah. you're like, right. <laughs> and you're like, I can't, I'm, not, I'm not in a place. I'm not in a good place for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, th I think that's the, the benefit to meditation is that it, it allows you to quiet your mind. And it may take some time. I mean, I remember the first time I did a meditation, I lasted about two seconds. <laughs> I, like, I got to get out of here. Um, but by the time I finished, because it was an actually, it was, an, it was actually a class that I took as well. And um, by the end of the semester, I was able to sit through the full allotment of med time we had to meditate for the class, which I didn't know we had to meditate. I just thought it was like theory and stuff. Yeah. 
<laughs> so anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm drifting here, but, and I think the same is true for entrepreneurs with meditation as well. You know, you're, you're trying to come up with a new idea, maybe a new course or, um, a challenge for your, for your, um, clients. And I think those thoughts best come through when you're in a place where you're settled and grounded and clear. Hmm. Yes. Oh, I would definitely, definitely agree with that. And I'm super excited to be able to kind of implement that guided meditation that you had put together because it was, it was uh, really good, really helpful. Um, and Julie, as we kind of wrap up here, is there a final piece of advice that you would be willing to share with our listeners? I think it would have to be what we had touched upon earlier is try not to get caught up in changing yourself, but instead look within and get and find ways to get closer to yourself because you will start to realize and see who you truly are when you really take the time to embrace it and embrace who you are and everything that you have to offer. Mm, perfect. I love that as our kind of closing piece. And if people want to connect with you in business, in life, maybe for some yoga help, how can they find you? Uh, they can find me at my website, which is www.yogainspiredliving.com. I'm also on Facebook and on Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram, JS Yoga Fit. And on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash enhance, amplify, elevate one. Enhance, amplify, elevate. Oh, love that. Um, Julie, thank you so much for coming on today. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I'm really excited to be a part of your podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is always wonderful to have listeners who are reaching out and connecting. So I love getting emails. You can email me at hannah.rorschachyourreality.com. You can always find me online www.rorschachyourreality.com. And of course, I'm on Instagram check your reality pretty easy to find same name all the time and just in case you're a little uh stuck on the spelling uh rorschach is r-o-r-s-c-h-a-c-h rorschachyourreality.com 